Hey yo, we about to tear it up. Yo, break for break, break for break, get down. This right here is how we do it. Break it down. It's the Breaking Actors podcast where we break things down to the very last compound. My name is Summit, aka the failed Homo sapien. And my name is Chris Mitchell, aka the actual factual. Yeah, man. How are you? I'm I'm good, man. I'm just getting over a, a cold, man. I've had the um the lurgies. Something's going round, isn't it? Yeah, I've had the lurgies for about a week, bro. Oh my god. Yeah, man. Oh my god. I've had the lurgies, man. I'm good though. I'm back. The lurgies. I'm do back. You, do you, do you do that safety thing where you cross your fingers? Apparently, that remember we were kids, they used to do like a little like, yeah, 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 cross your yeah, yeah. Fingers, we apparently. were so dumb, we were so dumb in it. We were so dumb. You remember when, we when thought, the cars we thought... used to drive by? Yeah, tax that car. No, no, you're getting on the bus in it. Relax, relax. <laughs> you got the lurgies, but if you cross your fingers, your index finger and your middle finger, apparently, yeah, you're fine. Yeah, that, you don't get it. That was the original vaccine, in it. That was the original. <laughs> it was the original vaccine. <laughs> it was a. Ris- <laughs> you, Are you, you saying <laughs> that was the original <laughs> Pfizer? And Moderna? Brother, the original wow. Pfizer. Do you remember when they said? If you screw up your face and the wind blows, your face stay the same. <laughs> oh, or like Jesus your, your trainers Chris. used to make you run fast. Yeah, Yo, you make me laugh. You know how much man. money I spent Yo, on yeah, trainers? You know how much money I spent on trainers? Yeah, I didn't run fast. Remember the, the air bubbles? Yeah, the air bubbles. The air bubbles. Push, yeah, do you remember yeah, Adidas torsion bar? I do. I yeah, do. yeah, we're going I in. Very we're going much in. Hexalite and that. I also remember when it was 40p to get a bus ride as well. Come on now. You know what I mean? 70p for adults, 40p for a bus ride. Tangy you know, Tom's, 50p. 10p. Yeah, come on, man. Come on, man. Space Invaders and that. Still yeah, man. classic and that. Still classic Yeah, and man. That. Golden Wonder and that. Yeah, I tell you what, all of our all of our international listeners are going, what is going on here? Google is your but friend. You, Google is your friend. Know. Yeah, Google is your friend. When, when, Biggie, was, when Biggie was saying, you're, you know, you're soft like a turkey, uh, uh, you're soft like a Twizzler, soft like a, twi- a Twinkie filling. We, twinkie never, we never had right. Twinkies over here. No, no, but we just felt it though, innit? You we know? felt it though. Come we on, man. But um, speaking of uh, of New York City, um, we've got we've got a an MC writer artist hailing from from the East Coast, Mickey Fax. He's talking to us about the new EP with uh, Knots and Blue called "The Narrative," which is out now. This is a blog era OG. It's really good to speak to him. I don't think I actually ever interviewed Mickey, even for the blog. No, I don't think I ever did that. I think I did Sky Zoo. I think Torre I might have done. Never did. I don't think I ever did. For some Mickey. reason, I, some some reason I thought you did. I don't know. I don't think I ever did. I never. I never did a video interview with him. Definitely. Um, I don't remember. I'm I'd thinking of someone else. I'm thinking um, Donny Goins. For some reason, he yeah, was. Yeah, I my mean head. Goins. That that was my guy to talk to Goins like every other day on the phone. Like I just talked to him. How you doing? Chop it up. I used to have the. I used to have the free calls to America and Canada. So I used to call out, like, yo, I had to get it because... You know what's crazy, my- bro? Like, you remember, like, just staying in touch with people abroad, the amount of effort and money it took. Do you remember going yeah, to buy no, phone I- cards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we got no, WhatsApp. I had, to, I had to do that. So if I want to stay on top of, like, being on those Def Jam conference calls with Sav and, and them, I had to, like, yo, I had to get it right. So there's a phone plan and you upgrade it and you get free calls to to the to the US and and Canada and i would just often make calls to people in Canada um and people to and my people's in in America just, how you doing how's it going little chats little gossip you know the, all kinds of things i'd you'd hear everything it was my only way when i wasn't out there to to keep in touch but i don't think i ever did an interview with mickey until now and that's crazy given it's been like i mean i was posting my weight man like it's um it's good man i'm very glad for him I'm very happy for him it's good to see him um, still putting out great music and to see his, I guess, the adulation that he gets now that I think a lot of us saw 
a long time ago. Mm. And a lot of us in the blog era did see mm. that this this Good point. he was different. Good point. He was different. And I know he mentioned in the interview about, you know, um getting, you know, the achievement being that place where people saw him differently. But honestly, for us, for Nara, for SK from Nara, all those guys, we knew he was signed because we wouldn't be bigging him up that much. And he was everywhere for a reason, not because he was a nice guy or he would send us he would send us music. He was he was nice with it. Mm. I was um, late on him. Um, it's only when he started working with Blue that I tapped in, you right. know, because anyone who works with Blue, I'll check you out at the very least. And when I heard him yeah. and when I heard how he rapped, I'm like, okay, yep, he's from that cloth. I'm down. Yeah. And it's a wonderful thing, even though when you, if, if you, if it's with any artist, when you hear them at a later point, it's always good to go back and revisit. Yeah. Because you can just see that journey. And it's just one of those, I'm really happy for him. Yeah, Genuinely, me too. I'm really happy for me him. Me too. I, I like anyone that comes through that, that scene, you know, I'm thinking about like just top of my head. There was a guy called uh, Mike Wax. He used to do Ill Roots. I uh, remember he, he did, Ill Roots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What Mike? Mikey? I used to chat to him. Yo, he did the Watch the Throne documentary, bro. He did that. You still in touch with these people? Nah, Mikey, I haven't. No, uh, SK is like a is a is a, a mythical kind of social a mythical. Um, no, no, no. And it's a, it's a social thing. If I hit okay. him up, he will hit me. Like, okay. He's like he is a blog father. I have infinite respect for him. He knows how I feel about him. And a lot of the other guys, but like, you know, that's my, that's my inter to Rob, to, to, okay. to a lot, to a lot of the guys is all through that era. Right. Right. You know, that's good. So anyway, I digress, but Mickey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm very glad we made this happen. Shout out to Andre um, for, for making this happen too. Um, Andre again? It was just, yeah, man. Andre, my, what? Guy, my guy, my guy. You know, Mickey Fax is, um, I know I called myself the actual factual, but he's, he's the actual factual for this one. He was the first actual factual still. <laughs> Yeah, it was him. I, I it was think, him. I think I think there are many actual factuals, but I think we should give them all proper credit yes. so you're all part of that crew. Yes, 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 um, yes. I don't yes. think we can shy away from it. But um this is a great episode. Um there's a lot in this. I'll tell you this right, there's some um there's some gems hidden within this episode. Take a listen and then go stream and buy that narrative EP. This is Mickey Fax, Breaking Atoms Podcast. Check it out. It's a special episode of the Breaking Atoms podcast. We are joined by a rapper, writer, MC, all of the above. We are talking to none other than Mickey Fax. How you doing, Mickey? Excellent. Um, <laughs> so, Mickey, let's just dive in right, right away, right? The new EP, Knots Blue. Uh, we've had Blue on the show before with, with Exile, Um what, how did this how did this come about the narrative you know who who initiated it talk to us about the the context around how that all came about and the kind of first song recorded for the process that set you off on your on, on your on your way um well this started with uh me touring with blue in 2018 in, in in the states and on the road i said to him yo man we need to do a project jokingly and he was like yeah let's do it and I was like, oh, all right. You know, uh, Blue's output is, is, is fantastic. He's always constantly and consistently putting out so much material. Um, so that's probably why he was like, yeah, sure, let's, let's, let's do it. Um, then uh, we was like, okay, let's find some producers. So, you know, we spoke to a myriad of producers, uh, Bink, uh, Needles, um, Eric Sermon, um, I believe another one, but I can't remember. Uh, but, you know, it just kind of made sense to go with Knotts. He uh, did my album and he did uh, Blue's album. 
so it was like, all right, let's let's go with Knots. Knots has so many beats. Um, and I believe the first, I believe the first record that we recorded for this project, I believe, was Stay Down. I believe Stay Down was the very first record we recorded. Yeah, Knots stays in the studio and he just keeps banging out, banging. And he has been for, I don't know, decades now. It's, it's just- been it's been twenty, it's been twenty plus years, ninety-seven. He dropped. Man, and, and the thing, his range is incredible too. Like his range of beats is incredible too. So talk to us about kind of meeting with Knotts and, and, and you know, obviously mentioned he's worked with you on previous projects. How did you build that relationship with him? Well, Knotts in 2015, he made a post on IG saying that he was going to be putting out like 20 albums. There were so many names. And I was like... My name isn't on here. I want to do an album with Knots. So I DM'd him and he's like, sure. And from there, we we uh, we started a relationship, a business partnership. Um, you know, this is our second project together. And, you know, the thing with Knots is he probably produces 600 to 700 beats a year. So it's difficult to just go in a studio with him and just have him play beats. It's, it's, it's impossible. So he really, he just starts sending stuff. He starts, he sent first he'll send you about 15 beats. And after those first 15, if you don't got what you're looking for in those first 15, he tells you straight up, yo, go on my IG and pick some. And his IG is, is, is jam packed with all of his catalog. So that's basically what we did. You know, the, out of the 15 that he sent us, and then we had some leftovers on our side. Uh, we picked maybe three, um, and then we had we had a record that didn't make it. That took like it, it, it's it. It had a sample from um, Earth, Wind, and Fire. It was unbelievable. We couldn't use it, so we had to go to his IG page and pick three other beats. And that's basically how the project came together. Wow. Yeah, that was going to be um, a question I asked because yeah, he's so prolific. It's like, how do you pick from a not stash? Does he send fifteen? Does he send? Does he do a Mad Libs and send like a hundred? Like how you know how does it work because it must be there must be so much of it i know you've mentioned blue your relationship but i would be keen to know as an mc yourself what do you think blue's strengths are as an mc blue's strengths is in his writing man it's it's he's so poetic he's a poetic he's a beautiful poetic narrator and he just conveys his thoughts so well so beautifully so artistically that he doesn't need the pumps and frills and circumstances that someone such as myself who, who specializes in. So th- that's the reason why the synergy works so well. If you have two of the same artists, you know you're going to get that same style on every song. Um, he, what he did on Freedom was absolutely impeccable. Um, there was so many, so many different things that he said on that that encapsulated what freedom meant without kind of using, you know, what is the typical thought process of what freedom is. And that was the, to me, that was the standout verse on the, on the entire project for me, from him. Um, he, uh, he completely lost his mind on that, on that record. Um, and I felt like I was playing catch up to that particular verse on the whole project. Wow. Well said. Blue's one of my favorites. Um, you, you definitely encapsulate what I love about Blue as well. Um, you mentioned your son 
on this project. I think it's like three or four of the songs. You know, you make references to, to your son. You talk about um, uh, you're not sending him to your opening theaters, but the schools are closed. Something along those lines. Talk about how fatherhood has impacted you as a man and, and as an MC and a writer, not just in terms of mentioning, but just your drive and your focus and your perspective on life in general. Um, everything I do is for my family, uh, my wife and son included. Uh, he is, uh, I look at him and I just see uh, endless possibilities of hope and success. He is, he's just unbelievably incredible to me, you know, to be able to look at someone and say, man, you can pretty much do anything you want if you go as hard as you can. And I believe it's my duty and my job to acknowledge that in my music. Um, in the event something may happen to me, you know, I want him to be able to listen to these lyrics and these songs and see that, you know, I always had him in mind from the day he was born. Um, my last project before this was Hugh. It was dedicated to him. It was a, it was a ode to fatherhood. 10 songs strictly about fatherhood um, that I wanted him to take with him. And, you know, I will definitely continue to keep him in mind with projects going forward because I want him to know that I love him dearly. And he is, um, he's a lot of my inspiration moving forward musically. I mean, I don't have children, but boy, if I had children, I, I feel what you're saying, man. I feel what you're saying. I like the whole fatherhood thing that's happening in hip hop. You and Sky Zoo are really pushing that. And I think it's dope because there was once upon a time, I don't think fathers were getting props. It was always from a perspective of, or often from a perspective, they're absent or not active. But I, I really love the celebration of fathers. To me, it kind of reflects some of that maturity we've, we're seeing in hip hop. I love it. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to think about it like this though. You know, hip hop is about what? It started in 73. So we look 27 plus 20. So we look 48 years old. So it should be maturing at this stage, right? Absolutely. And I love it. I, I love it. I mean, you know, it's, you, you say it, it's like a person, right? You know, you get to a point in your life where you start to see things differently and you have a variety of experiences and different perspectives. And I love the fact that it's represented in our culture because, you know, it should reflect the world that it operates in. I love it. I've got no problems from me. You know, and, and it's it's interesting that we, we even talking about, I never thought about it like that, right? When you when you think about like the, 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 the 90s and like the early 2000s, that's when a person kind of knows who they are. And, and that's what hip hop figured out. By the time it got to about 94, 95, they were, what was it, 21 years old, <laughs> right? Like, it's like, whoa. And then obviously you got some prodigies like Rakim who was a little ahead of his time. Um, but then as you continue to go down the line, it's like, whoa, 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 this mm. is, this is Incredible. Look where we're at. Yeah, yeah, like life didn't really make sense to me till post 30. Like yeah. I look back in my early 20s and I'm like, I thought I knew it all back then. I thought, yeah, this is how things are. This is how it's always going to be. But it's only when I got to like 30, 35, I was like, oh, snap. That's yeah. what it is. Okay, you've got to evolve. You've got to change. So I think hip hop is the same, definitely. Absolutely. But let's, let's, let's take it back slightly. Yeah. Because I'm blog error. I like to call myself the blog error OG because I am from these parts. <laughs> shit. You know, I, he's, I mean, he's, he's, he's not shit. lying. He's not Chronicle. lying. <laughs> he's not lying. Hip hop Chronicle is fucking running things out here for a good minute. Um, but I, I, I always like to, I always enjoy, not in just music, but I always like to be on top of things and, and stay ahead of the curve. Right. And so I had known about you and, and 
been aware of you way before and start to blog about you and and love to see that rise. You know, Chris mentioned Sky Zoo, that class, Sky Zoo yourself, Torrey, you know, all of you guys are doing such wonderful things in, in your own right. And it's great to see you guys come through that that error, that blog error that, you know, Tanya Morgan, for example, you know, they they talked about on their new album, like, you know, we didn't have to pay that piff. We were that good, you know? Your Hulk shares, your Z shares. We talked about this off, off air, but talk to us about what you learned through that blog era, the struggles of trying to transition through that and where you're at now and what you've learned from it. Man, that was that was the internet's version of the mixtape DJs. And, you know, whoever was the 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 uh the crown prince of the mixtape DJs, I was I was that for the for the blogs. Um you know, I uh, I put a song out every week. On top of the song out every week, I was doing blogs, um, dropping music videos, um, featuring on other artist stuff. I introduced the world to a lot of people: um, Kendrick, uh, Drake, um, Theophilus London. Um, you know, I can go on and on and on and on and on. Um, and at that time. We were we me and my team GFC New York. We we thought way way ahead of the curve. We we thought music would be free, period. There would be no more purchasing music. We thought that in 08. In fact, we thought that so much that I wanted to create thumb drives in 2009. I wanted to create thumb drives that had the piece that you charge your phone with, um, like this. For those Apple Music users, I wanted this to, to to house music from a physical standpoint, and that way you could just upload the music from that piece into your phone. I wanted to do stuff like that in '09. Um, I even I even wrote some like draft mock stuff up. Like I, I really wanted to do that in '09. Um, as time and technology progressed and as the music industry started to figure out how to promote their artists because at the end of the day the blog artists in 07 08 09 we were guinea pigs and the labels you know there were labels who paid me and gfc new york to promote their artists some artists that we promoted was smoke dizza nipsey hustle big crit um all of those artists were underneath the gfc umbrella as far as marketing um and they were watching to see what we were doing and how we were doing everything without a marketing budget, a publicist, how I was able to be on radio, how I was able to be on blogs, how I was able to be in every magazine, how I was able to be on MTV, BET, without nothing. They were watching. And once they figured it out, they started to take their money and take their resources and get rid of all of us and get rid of all the blogs. But what they didn't understand was SoundCloud was was coming up. So even though the blogs, you know, they 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 paid to, to get the blogs out, and SoundCloud was coming up, and then they were like, okay, still free music. What can we do? And then the iTunes Store, Spotify, Pandora, and you know that's where everything kind of changed and shifted. Um, and playlisting, obviously. So for me, um, sh navigating through these things, you know, was very difficult because I was very used to just doing a blast 
going to the blogs. Everybody gets the music at the same time. Check the Google alerts and it's, um, and then you see the downloads is 20, 30, 40, 50,000, 60,000. And that's what it was. Um, there were a couple mistakes that I made, not housing fans and supporters through YouTube, not collecting data, emails, not uh, creating a hub for people, not, you know, having diehard fans with me at all times. If I would have done that, I feel that I would probably be where Currency is currently. I, I feel like me and Currency would be neck and neck had I housed the, the supporters. Um, but I just would, I, 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 for a long time, I think up until 2015, 2016, I still had the thought process of that piff, the blogs. I need to be on blogs. Once I figured it out in 2016 that it's streaming, I didn't. I haven't looked back. I used to get. I'm, I did a quick search now. GFC New York, our culture. That that was that was the mm -hmm. that was what we get. You got crit. I'm. I've got an email here. Me sending it to Steve-O to get a big crit interview back in 2011. To that email, you guys were killing it. Like that's what you. Would, that was the the blast you mentioned. Is yeah. what I'm looking at now. That's just crazy. And then to flip that, you you mentioned about the mixtape thing, and I've always looked at the blogs as a mixtape thing. But then I now I've thought to myself, Mickey, maybe we, not right now, we should at some point, we should assign mixtape DJs to blogs. So would would Narite be Ron G, for example? That's would dope. Two Dope that's Boys dope. be DJ Clue, for example? And 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 we should assign that because that's that could be a really fun exercise if mixtape DJs were blogs. Because I think there's a I'm, a, I'm a big proponent of that era. Not only because I came through it, because I understood the impact it had. And some of the biggest stars that you see in music, including yourself, have come through that, through that, you know, that gymnasium, that, that you know, you have to work through that, right? And so that, it's a precursor to streaming, absolutely, but it needs to be, it needs to be highlighted. But I think there's an exercise in, I need to know what, you know, is, is, is Two Dope Boys DJ Clue? Is that is that way? Because everyone wanted to be on Nara, right? And that rap radar came later, but everyone wanted to be on these sites. I mean, I did shit. I used to put our content, wanted to be on there. And I'd love it when I was on there, if I was on the source or double X. It was, it was a wonderful time. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have to say World Star was flex. World <laughs> yes. Yeah. Good yes. comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. World Star. Because they were ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> the talking, the ignorance is flex. Um, I, I agree with Ron G. Ron G was the father of mixtapes and, and not right. You get on not right, you were everything. Everything was solidified with right. not right. And then obviously, you know, on Smash, it could be K Slay. On, yeah. You know, Cutmaster C could be like, uh, I keep, I'm drawing a blank. Like maybe a. Like, 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 like no, everyone forgets about the Jazz One. Jazz. He was RB King. Yeah. Like all like missed exclusives. Like these are these are these were the guys. Like even Miss Info, like all them, like, yo, it was a crazy though. It was a wonderful and crazy time. But I think there's an exercise in that because I think they, that that should be celebrated. But um and then just before I hand over to Chris, I want I want to I'm always interested in writing process. What what is your writing process and how has it changed over over the years for you? Um if it has. Um my writing process has pretty much stayed the same. Um I get beats. And I treat, I treat every beat like a marriage. And what I mean by that is I, I have to court the beat for a little bit. That's hard. Um, That's hard. And I live with the beat for a while. 
And then after I live with the beat, I know exactly what to say to the beat to, 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 to get that synergy, to get that marriage together. Um, and then I start to formulate concepts, um, metaphors, uh, storytelling or, you know, flows. But that's because I'm living with this beat. I'm hearing it over and over again. And I'm not just rushing right in. I'm not just, you know, it's a lot of foreplay that goes along with me and, and, and music and instrumentation. Um, and I think maybe, you know, if I, if I would have done it a little differently, maybe I would put the output of music would be a little bit more. But as time has gone on, like I take my time. Um, but then once I take my time living with the beat, you know, I, I write it very quickly. Uh, for instance, like I lived and, and not, you know, I don't want to dive too deep into this, but just to show the, the quickness of living with something, right? Um, the Wraith beat. I found that beat on a Friday morning and I lived with that beat. I usually, it usually takes me days before I start to get into my groove, but I lived with that beat straight for about two hours. Um, and I just played it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And then after those two hours, I was good. I mean, I was like, okay. It, it felt like a Vegas marriage as opposed to like this long extended marriage. <laughs> no, it's not an Indian wedding, which goes on for like seven days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was an Indian wedding. Is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah it was an Indian wedding. Yeah, quick, quick, get hitched. That's what you're yeah, saying. We got hitched. Me me and that Wraith B got hitched very quick. <laughs> I like Amazing, that. Bro. I like Amazing. that. They say the eyes are the windows to the soul. And if I close the blinds, are the windows still exposed? Mm. Wow. That touched me. Thank you. And the writer in me, when, um, when I heard that, you took me right back to the 80s and 90s when I was growing up in church. And when I first heard the eyes and the ears are the windows and the gates to your soul. So be careful what you look at and what you listen to. I need you to break down that bar because I was walking through the park when I heard that and I had to stop. Mm. I had to stop. I was eating my crisps. I was eating my onion rings and I had to stop and take that one in. Wow. Pa Pastor Mickey, the pulpit is yours. <laughs> Pastor Mickey. <laughs> um, you know, I grew up in the church as well and I heard that a long time, you know, the eyes and the ears are the windows to the soul, but I wanted to focus on the eyes because of what we see. Right. And when you think about windows, we were always looking through a window and i feel like our eyes are the windows of our souls and our spirits so you know obviously uh blue actually wrote his verse first and when i heard his verse i was like okay you know he's he's a very he's he he's i don't want to say he's a religious man but he's a spiritual man and he's very devout in his beliefs um so you know, I'm devout as well. I believe in what I believe and, and I respect who, whatever everyone else believes. But if the, if the blinds close, are the windows still exposed? If I stop looking at the world, can you still see within me and can I show outwardly who I am as a person? If I stop looking and viewing the world for what it is, are my thoughts the same? Um, and you got to think about it, right? Like just even right here, right? These are blinds, right? These, these are the blinds right here. And if these are the window, I can't see anything because 
this is closed currently. Um, but obviously if I, and it's closed, can the person, can this building, cause I live in a condominium, if the, if the building across the street from me can't see what's inside of here, Am I still exposed? Do I still exist? It's, it goes back to the tree in the forest that falls. Can you hear it? Does it make a sound if it's, you know, if no one's around? Yes, it still makes a sound. And yes, I can still, I'm still here, even though they can't see within, you know what I'm saying? So um, I, when, when writing that, I wanted to pose that question kind of like, shout out to Christopher Nolan in Inception. It was like this thought process where the, 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 uh, the drill spins. And it spins and it spins this totem. Um, does it fall? Does it ever fall? Are we are we ever going to understand what it means to be in this position? And 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 that was the question that I, it was an open ended question for people to kind of decipher for themselves. I mean, I told you, I knew you were a writer. I knew it when I heard that. I said, yeah, yeah. This is this is this is yeah, this is what I live for. That's you know, deep. this is what I live for in my lyrics, man. I live for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Five. It's about five years, maybe four or five years since the release of the achievement. Yes. With, with knots. Um, how do you feel about that project five years later? And is it, is it an achievement in your career? The achievement had about eight iterations and when we did that project, it felt like a weight off of my shoulders. I have a love and hate relationship with the achievement. Uh, I love it because I finally got that title out of my supporters' heads. Because I really wanted it to be a, a, a grand release on a label with you know, the pomp and circumstances of frills. I keep saying that I wanted this big rollout. And if I couldn't get the big rollout, I wouldn't put the album out. And, uh, you know, just, just to be clear on who we had on, on, on different iterations of the achievement, let's, let's, let's just run it down real quick. Let's go. We had B.O.B. on, on a version of it. We had Kid Cudi on a version of it. We had John Legend on a, a version of it. We had Bruno Mars on a version of it. We had, um, let me think, who else did we have on this? On a, we had Elzai on a version of it. Mm. We, had, um, we had so many different, you know, Yellow Wolf was on the version of it. We had, uh, we had Justice League producing stuff. You know, for me at the time, Sean C and LV was producing stuff for me. Wow. It was, I did, I've done so much. Like, so, you know, I want, as you know, and it goes back to um, the question he asked me earlier about, you know, figuring out the blog era transitioning. I, uh, I when I figured out that I could put stuff out independently on streaming sites, you know, that's when we tapped in knots. So my love for it is the fact that I was able to just break free of this thought process that you have to do it on a major label. Um, but there was this hate because I had, I had it done already. Like Ken, Kendrick was on a version of, 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 of the achievement. Um, Pusha T, like there, there were, there were a lot of moving parts here. 
you have the you have you have these versions yeah. though still right still you have the, yeah, Marsha Ambrosia you know oh, I love like, her you know I love her oof yes 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 all of these all of these things were a part of the achievement and and um so that that's where the hate comes from because it's like hmm. you know what me and Nats did was so I, I wish it was something other than the achievement but I'm grateful that he allowed me to. Uh, use that title to to break out of this thought process that I have. Um, so yeah, that was a great project. You know, shout out to everyone who contributed to that. You know, the studio session with Styles was was beautiful. Uh, even Royce, you know, lending his his talents. You know, for the deluxe version along with Nick Grant and Farrell Monch, and it was just you know me yeah. solidifying myself as as a lyricist in, in the culture. Dope, dope, yeah. dope. Listen, man, you are, you just said it about being solidified in the culture, but you are, um, and you have been for many years, even prior to that. I think um, sometimes it takes a lot of people to catch up. Yeah. But for us, we didn't need to catch up. We we knew, you know, Chris is an MC. Chris understands how to write. Me, I, I'm just a failed homo <laughs> sapien, but I love hip hop, right? And we know where you come from. We know what where the lineage of which you come from, yeah. and it's wonderful to see you still doing this. Definitely, um, I was I was listening to the narrative on the on the on the train home just now, like roll out and um, freedom. Like I was just like, yo, I had to rewind that. And there was the, I forget the beat that sounds like it could that that I think you could get the whole Griselda crew on it, but not to just genius. Yeah, that one, that one right there. Nots, Nots, Nots is, Nots is, he's bucket list. He's bucket list for this show. I'd love to talk to him. Hey man, I, I, I mean, I, I've, 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 I've reached out to Mr. Sloan, but I, I, I just doubt, I just, I'm going to call him Mr. Sloan because I give him the respect. You know why? You know why I know uh, Mr. Sloan is a G? He still has an AOL email. I said, this man is serious. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's serious. Yeah, yeah, he's serious. He's serious. Yeah, yeah, he's serious. But, but you know, people, pe- People like Nots don't need to come out. Like he just lets the music speak for itself like that, innit? You know what I mean? I, and I and I also love that too because there's that mystique and mysterious and he just wants to stay in the studio, but he allows people like Mickey and, and Blue to to disseminate the information to the world. And I just think like you talk about marriage, right? Yes. You talked about marriage, that's that's a perfect one right there. Yeah. He uh I remember going to uh we shot the Get It video um at his studio in Virginia. And we shot that video in February. <laughs> this is 2017. That man had 200 beats done <laughs> already. <laughs> <laughs> he had 200 beats done in February. I was just like, wait, what? How? How? How is this possible? But that's not. Knotts is, you know, he's one of those. I, I have an argument. I think Knotts is could be the most consistent producer of the last 20 years. Knotts is the most, it, no argument. There is no producer that makes more beats than Knotts currently to this day. And all of, all quality, all quality. That standard is. I've never heard a Knotts beat that I don't like. He is unbelievable. He's, and he's from, and he's from Virginia too. Like when they talk about Virginia producers, you know, Teddy Riley, Neptunes, can't forget Knotts, can't forget Bink. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But I think I I have a th- I have also have a theory before we let you, we let you go, Mickey. I have a theory that the fire emoji on Instagram was made for knots. <laughs> it probably was because I don't think you can do anything but just put fire emojis under every beat. He is uh, he made a beat the other day that I'm I'm probably gonna pay for. 
out of my own pocket. <laughs> I don't, I don't want we'll, 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 we'll jump in with you. We'll, we'll jump in with you. We got that you. We got was you. I, it was so good. I screen recorded it just to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. And I know he's probably going to try to sell it for a lot of money, a lot more money, but I'll pay him right now for that beat. Right now. That beat is incredible. I will literally pay him right now for it. Um, he he he's he's unbelievable. I love Knots to death. He uh, resurrected my love for hip hop, right? And um, I think a lot of people who learn who listen to the achievement and to the narrative, you know, they they understand where I'm coming from with it. Mm. Shout out to Mr. Lamb. Now you you are, you are blessed. You are blessed, Mr. Mickey. We appreciate you, man. Just God bless and keep making that music. Um, and you're welcome at any time, man. You're welcome at, you have a platform at any time, bro. For sure. Your blog error, your blogger error OG. You are welcome at any time. Yeah, we appreciate you. Much love to you guys. Much love to Mickey once again. I, I, I always hear that. I always hear his tag in my head every time I say Mickey facts. I'm not even going to try to attempt it, but I just hear it in my head every single time. But now nah, much love to him. Very happy for him. Um, really, I think I think that question about the windows to the soul and are we still exposed? I think it was just a really, really, really good question to get some introspection from, to get some perspective from, because I think it really will show and demonstrate how much of a, how great a writer he actually is. Yeah, that's the bat signal for me. When I hear certain MCs, they say certain things and I'm like, oh, you're from that cloth. It's like when I heard Blue say... um. Something about um, how do I get my feet? I, I barely got my feet wet. Trying to feed a mouth that's barely got teeth yet. When he's talking about his son, I said you, you, and he said um, yo, I ride the um, I ride the bus because it makes me think more. Like I'm like you, yeah, yeah you are the chosen one. Yeah, he is. He is. You know, he he's got a great line, um, on the first track of the narrative, and I I, I love the great line because he references AG of DITC. Yes, that's right. You know what I mean? I've yes. got the same name as Barnes. Like the, yeah, like, Johnson Barnes. Like yes, the other, yes. Like the other Andre. Like yes. I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's, Blue's not, yo. Blue's Bro, Blue, Blue nice is, like, I tell people, Blue was Kendrick before Kendrick. Yeah. Yeah. He had yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, on, yeah. on the first um, the first song on the EP where Mickey said, I grew my hair out because I couldn't get the fade. Yes, 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 yes. And girls used to say he looked like um, Urkel with the, the the thick shades, or whatever, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It was different, different, bro. Yeah, like it's they different. Were, it's different. It, it's different rapping. It's, it's, it's rap different rap, rapping. It's rap, but rap. it's 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 grown rapping too, because yes. it can appeal to it can appeal to youngers, but it also appeals to us too. Yes. So it's not out of touch. I think there's a skill in that. I think mm. there's a real art in being able to go, hey, I'm t-, and and it's not done with. I need to make this with a particular audience in mind. They're just saying how who they are at that particular moment and how they feel right. at that particular moment. But right. it's resonating cross generation. I think that is a incredible skill. So, man, Knotts, man, he's just you know. Knotts is Knotts. Knotts Knotts is the Hans Zimmer of hip hop, bruv. He just bro, I, he I just never lays forget. the soundtrack. I never forget, and this is the last point I make. It was nineteen ninety eight, November, December, one of them. I bought Extinction Level Event, and when I heard New York, Cali, everybody, rap, I said, I was like, I said, I said, I said, I said what is this? <laughs> Then when I saw produced by Knotts and he had the first three songs on the album. Yeah. I've been tuned in ever since, bro. Yeah. Everybody yeah, rise. Yeah, 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 Are you mad? Now he's different, man. Ninth Wonder said he's the best beat maker on earth. 
He probably is. And, and you know what? It's great. He's part of the Soul Council. Because you, you know Knight is like, yeah, yeah, come over here. Come over here. Come not. Here. Come over here, bro. Not. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, you know, not in a versus is a long day. Yeah. Snoop. That, he got, he's got Snoop. He's got Pharrell Monch. Every, bro, he's got everyone, bro. He's Flip mode. He's got everyone. He's got everyone. He's got everyone. He's Knots is a long day, yeah. but he won't come out the studio. That's okay. Cause that's, that's where you feel comfortable at. You'd have to do the verses in the studio. He's, yeah, he's not fine. coming out. No, no, no. That's not okay. You could do the old OG, uh, IG TV style. Just sit and sit where you are and just do it. I was thinking of you the other day. I bought an EP by Varkil from the moment. Yeah. yeah Three yeah. Knots beats on there. And he sampled two songs from Reasonable Doubt. Come on now. Here's a song called As Long As The Villain Wins. Wow. Produced by Panic. I'll send it to you. Shout out to Panic, friend yeah. of the show. Yeah. And he's done a song called God's Got Em, which samples the line from So Ghetto. And on his album a few years ago, he sampled, um, he's got a song called um, Worst Fears Confirmed. And because he calls himself VA, he samples mm. Jay-Z, V to the Izzy. Big Jay-Z Izzy. fan, I can tell. Wow. I'll send you the song. Yeah, please do, please do. Nuts, man. Nuts. Nuts. Nuts is it, innit? Nuts is it. But as always, you can follow us on social media at Break the Atoms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Chris's handle is at I Am Kinetic. Mine's is at Hip Hop Chronicle. Uh, we'll be back with another episode. But until then, peace. Peace. <laughs>